Hey, you gay, anxious gremlins, you. I hope you are staying safe during all this and watching plenty of spoopy movies. Um, just popping on to say, hey, check out my Patreon page. It's, I'll probably post it up on the, the Twitter. Um, that's a hard T. Uh, the Twitter. I'll try and soften that next time. You can also find me on Facebook, online, on JoshuaSimonSays.com, and on, uh, my Instagram, Joshua Simon Says. I'll probably post something here, too. Great. Awesome. Okay. Um, enjoy. Oh, wait. Alita Darmian is my guest today, and she's so funny, and I'm so glad she came on to talk about 1973's Invasion of the B-Girls. If you are enjoying the gag, a spoopcast, you can rate it five stars, maybe leave a nice review, and subscribe so that people know that people are listening. I want you guys to find each other and talk about silly movies with me. Okay, love you. Love you so much. Bye. everybody and welcome to <laughs> the gag a spoopcast where i joshua simon discuss uh queer horror uh things like a uh, butt plug that has been possessed by satan himself and other queer horror things with some of my that was a weird one with some of my <laughs> spooper special guests and today my spooper special guest uh she performed at ucb when that existed uh she was with she performed on NBC with kids the and with kids these days or on kids these days. With kids these days with on kids NBC. These days yeah. On NBC. Yeah. Uh, you know her, you love her, and if you don't, you're about to. It's Lita Darmian. Hello. Hello, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely intro, and also loved the gag sound. Incredible. Oh, thank you. I uh, <laughs> try to do a new one. You know, keep it fresh each day, kind of like the Seinfeld theme music. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's because it's every gag is going to be different. No two gags are the same. Some are good that. gags, some are bad gags, and and both mm-hmm. are correct. I always tell my guests, you, if you gagged on something, it can be in a good way or a bad way. No judgments. Oh yes, yes, very true. We live very in a judgment-free true. zone. Oh, we have to. Called in the, in not this day, the internet. Day and age, <laughs> yeah, in this day and age, when we're creating our own spaces, judgment-free zone on this podcast. Truly, truly. Um, mm-hmm. What turned you gay this week? I usually ask all of my guests if they did or said or watched something that turned them specifically gay this week. Truly, I think this week, and it happens every week as long as this show is running, every episode of Insecure on HBO, the entire cast truly have a huge crush on Issa Rae. I love her so much, and I just think she is so gorgeous and funny, and I am every, I'm, I'm gagged every week to Iconic. watch her. I mean, so good yeah. and so well lit. I love that <sighs> I watch so many old movies where I'm like, they don't know how to light people with darker skin. And oh, yeah. finally, it's great to see, oh my goodness, this can be so beautifully shot if you understand that people have different skin tones. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's I've read a lot about lighting in general for people of color and how that like harkens back to some Kodak thing you know they had this like picture that they were using as their base but it was like a white person so the white balance is skewed it went from like paper white to like kind of bronze and that was it like they didn't get any dark they they got to tan and we're like well this is how we're gonna 
balance. Like, that's what we have. And it's like, okay, I don't know. But yeah, I just think like in general, and go gorgeous. What's, Love. The, are they on the fourth season now? They are on the fourth season. Yeah. Excellent. But they renewed and for a fifth, so I can't wait to keep watching. Maybe I'll get a tiny, tiny, tiny guest spot someday oh, when someday. we still shoot. Speaks. When we still shoot things, would love that. Right when you know cameras come back. When, <laughs> when camera, cameras are sleeping, and that is the only problem that's happening right now. I know. Um, I normally ask, like, what made you anxious this week? Because mm. uh, I talk about my anxiety a lot. Oh yeah. And I feel like I don't need to ask most people that question these days. Yeah, anymore, it's uh, very much baseline, but I have noticed in general, my anxiety spikes when the weather, when it, I'm exposed to less sun, like I'm not going outside that much. What? However, today in Brooklyn, it's pretty overcast. And the second it got overcast, I was like, I need to sleep. Everything is mean- meaningless. Like, what am I doing? And I, I'm just realizing I'm like a, a plant in that way, way, I guess. It's like the sun actually is... <laughs> Clearing our skin, curing our depression, doing all that stuff yeah, that, no. <laughs> we actually need her. And when she goes away, I get very sad. Who right. Knows? It was raining all day and the sun came out down here in, uh-huh. in Maryland. And as soon as that happened, I was like, I need to go for a walk. Yeah. I didn't have to go anywhere. I just needed to get outside. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding that to be a, a little like bit of a antidote to my sadness, but also I love I love to be a little hermit, and so it's sort of really? problematic. It spirals yeah. with my anxiety. Yeah, we love our alone time, but we're also like we need people to to interact with and validate us and all these things. And <laughs> um, do you go outside every day at all if if the weather's nice? Um, you know, not really. Honestly, I don't. But I did make it a point a couple times this week to go outside. The part of Brooklyn that I live in. Like there are a lot of people walking around outside. Gotcha. And so I'm sort of doing it to be like, I don't want to accidentally get into your space. So then I'm going to just like double down on not walking outside. But I did take uh, I did take a couple walks this week and I was like, oh, it actually makes me less anxious. So yeah. we're going to try that. We're going to try integrating that. Who knows? Perfect. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And I also asked, what did you gag on this week? That can be anything you watched or did that stuck with you and it can be a good bad a good gag jesus or a bad gag i've forgotten how to talk no no it's okay it's okay uh what did i gag on this week okay currently i am in my free time binging both survivor and top chef but (gasps) survivor season four i'm on right now i'm going through the whole series and it is wild yes (laughs) (laughs) there are so many seasons of survivor there are already like 40. <laughs> There's at least, there are already 40. And I feel like at the rate that I'm going, I will catch up by the time I'm allowed to leave my house again. So perfect. I, I, yeah. I watched like the first couple of seasons and then I dropped off. Um, a friend of mine is really into it. So before all this, we watched it together and I realized that it used to be they would go to these exotic locations and try to survive. Now they just yes. go to Fiji and they see who can lie to their roommates for the longest. Yes, that's exactly, okay, that's what I was talking about that's to my great. roommate, which is that, like, at first it was, like, there are all these bugs here. We don't have clean water. We're yes, trying to get clean food. Water. <laughs> just, like, all these things that seem really, really, I mean, obviously, harrowing, very difficult to deal with, and then I have a feeling that as, as time goes on, it's more just sort of, like, who can I lie to the best and what mind games can I play? And that's what we're watching now. Because now on the, the island that they're on, on season four, 
has fruit trees. And so like the food element is less of a, uh, it's just less of a hurdle. Now they have food and now they're sort of like, one guy's like stringing on along a girl. If anyone's watching season four, they know what I'm talking about. I don't know their names yet. Like anyways, romantically? Yes. So a girl's <gasps> like very much, and yes, and he's, yeah, he's very much trying to like, just use that to his advantage. With he's so trying to get his, well, he's trying to get his villain cut so that his villain yes. edits so that he can get a million Instagram followers. Like it's, it's a method yeah. and, and it works. So why wouldn't he, but also I mean, it, it works, but this was 2002. So that's the season <gasps> oh, I'm right. on. I I'm know. so sorry. I keep forgetting you're on four. <laughs> I'm on season four. No, no, but I think you're right because my roommate who has seen a couple more recent seasons was like, I know that guy, the mean guy that I'm talking about whose name I forgot. His name might be Matt. Who knows? Matt. Anyways, maybe he won. At some point, he comes back. So, like so an he, kn- he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really do think that you know, for all her environmental stances, uh, RuPaul really did make the All Stars <laughs> competition into what it is today. Oh yes. Oh my God. Oh, I mean that is also spoiler alert for anyone on that's watching Drag Race. So I'm sure by this point they've caught up. Man, did it break my freaking heart to lose. Or do you watch? Am I just... I don't, but I'm up okay. to date. I just can't okay. deal with the three hours of Drag Race nonstop. But I go on Twitter and it feels like I've already seen it. Oh, yeah. That's what happens to me, too. Basically, uh, my Persian queen, Jackie Cox, oh, left but this week. Are they bringing her back? Doesn't look like they're bringing her back, because but I would love Because the person she did. lost to was disqualified for cap yeah i mean what yes yes amongst many other power uh dynamic things that he did um yes so she i think they're just making a top four a top three i guess but they're just just gonna do a top three that's what i heard well they've they've done that before i mean rue basically changes the finale and how it works like every single time whatever she wants she does a top five she has a top three that i also gagged um poorly on that i was like i knew this was coming because everyone texted me did you watch are you okay and i was like okay i haven't watched yet but now i fucking know thank you sorry i cursed (laughs) oh god you can do say whatever you want i we're talking about a movie in which people are fucked to death yep i oh as they said ball we balled we balled we balled we balled we balled we balled i loved I was yeah. wondering how that became the euphemism that people used for sex in like the early 70s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what about balls? I don't know, were... but I thought it was fascinating. And I was watching my roommate and I looked at him and I said, did they just say we balled, we balled, we balled? And he said, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, where did that go? Bring bring, bring that back. back. Bring back I balling. Mean, it, 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 is, it is a little bit... Um, exclusive because not balls are not always involved in sex it's true and even when they are it's not for like very long they're not they're they're they're, rarely the main course sometimes they're pretty passive they're pretty passive if some if they are involved but i just the phrase the phrasing i love yeah they don't put in a lot of effort lazy they really just do the bare minimum very much so (laughs) they don't even they, they 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 hang outside the house they don't even go inside yeah, they're like, you the can hold me, I guess. I'm doing yeah. nothing back to you. But yeah, you really, I gotta, you really got to carry them. You got, yeah, you got to take care of them. It's fine. But I did love that, yeah. Uh, um, I was w- trying to watch, because I'm a horror fanatic, uh-huh. uh, was trying to watch The Lighthouse. Trying to gag oh, on that. Yeah. And then 
it was so dark and so artistic that I was like, I don't want this right now. So I switched over to Bloodsport, which oh, is a movie from the 80s in which uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has to kick people to death. And I'm like, this is more what I wanted today. See, that is that I can get on board with. That is fun. I think sometimes, you know, I, I sometimes I think movies take themselves too seriously and you're yeah. like, okay, we're waiting. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah, a phrase gets thrown around a lot these days called elevated horror, and I truly do hate it. Um, There are are, uh, horror movies that are more artistic, but there are, there's really a campy quality to them that is what draws you to them. I I Mm -hmm. always would, would rather like go for something campy than something that's trying to like here's a black and white movie where Willem Dafoe farts yeah. and Robert Pattinson jerks himself off. Isn't that art? And we're like, well, I mean, I would, I would watch that, but I wouldn't call it horror. You I know, mean, <laughs> I'm not taking it off the list. Definitely. Absolutely. Not. Um, that is very, what else is, what else is like under the elevated uh, horror genre? Well, the first movie that this director, Robert Eggers um, directed was the witch. Oh, with the two V's, that one? Yes, the Vivich, yes. And Vivich. I want it. Yes, and I love, love it. And it's very uh. difficult for these young upstarts who like really whack it out of the park on the first movie for yeah. their second movie to, you know. Sophomore slump, like, it's classic. Yes, it's a classic trope and, and Jordan Peele and us, it was uh, yeah. Ari Aster who did Hereditary and then Midsummer, 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 and Hereditary. To answer your question, are also um, mm, the elevated. elevated, calling being called elevated. Um, mm. And basically anything released by like A twenty four that company. Yeah, that makes sense. In general, yeah. they I think they think they are elevated, but also A twenty four. If you want to hire me, I am ready. There's a movie that they've done that I want to watch in which a uh, wom- uh, British woman it comes into contact with a cursed dress and it's just <gasps> absolutely uh, show me that film i would watch it's that called film right uh, now. in fabric and it stars <gasps> marion jean baptiste oh okay nominee. i love that in fabric incredible but we're not talking about academy no. well actually we are we are talking uh-huh. about academy award winners actually <gasps> the director of this film believe it or not has two oscars <laughs> Oh my god. See that? I'm gagged Ooh. over that. Oh my god. Ooh, I for, got her. I did it. For what? What did they I mean yeah, it what they was did in it was in um short subject documentary. So, okay. you okay. know, they they had something they were really good at and they're like, I wanna try something else. Interesting, yeah. Okay. And so in nineteen seventy three. Wow. I think that answers the question of like how did this film get made? Like, because you couldn't pitch this movie now. You're like, okay, these women are going to fuck men to death. Men to death. And then they're going to have an orgy with each other. Um, yes. And they are bees. Yeah. And also, they are bees and they will turn other pe- wh- people into bees. It was incredible. Into bee people. But that ma- bee people. I just, yes. that makes so much sense now to, because if someone has an Oscar, you're like, what do you want to make? And he's like, I've been holding on Invasion to this. Invasion of the bee girls. Just you wait. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they are very exclusionary. They're rather, they're rather, uh, they, they're, they only want bee girls. Um, men are useless. Oh, yes. And that's honestly a message I love girls. relating to. I, you know, I did appreciate that take on the film. I was like, I kind of wanted it in general to be more 
uh, women on women, like, I don't know, there was, we didn't get a lot of the why, the why it was happening, no. but it was happening and we could tell they hated men. And I was like, okay, I hear you and valid for some people, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about 1973's Invasion yes. of the B-Girls, uh, mm -hmm. directed by Dennis Sanders, that Oscar winner, or yeah, that Oscar winner. And this was the last yeah. film he made <gasps> before oh. dying nine years later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Imagine this piece of art. I mean, more people should be talking about it. Maybe. I agree because we're like in a post meme, post shit post world. Does that yes. make any sense? Yes. No, I know what you're saying. Yes. And I've never seen it, but I know so much about B-movie. Uh-huh. Same, same. The Jerry Seinfeld, the, the animated comedy, because, you know, meme lords and shit posters have taken that film and really yeah. run with it. Like, the shit posts are, they're beautiful for, for they're the B-movie. They're incredible. B-movie is everywhere. They had not great PR when it happened, but afterwards, we're still talking about it all you the time. You can't buy publicity <laughs> and you can't buy status like that not like that that's, and that's the reason like jerry seinfeld got got his netflix deals it wasn't no it's b movie it wasn't his hard work or anything it was b movie and how much the internet loves it jesus does he and, talk uh, yeah, about it does he talk about b movie i haven't Honestly, seen maybe. the latest special me neither. Sorry, Oops. Jerry. I'll check be, it out later. He'll be fine. I know I'm that sure. when he listens to this, his feelings <laughs> are going to be, but, but we'll, we'll talk it out later. We'll be fine. Yeah. His people will call our people and right. we'll hash it out. Get in, but yeah, get in, in general, car, have some coffee. In general, you're right. I'm really, really surprised that this movie isn't talked about more given all the B related things that are very, I don't know, Arrested Development, Bs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Bees? The ways. Yeah, bees. Bees? I don't know. That is something huge. I guess that's all I had. That America and loves bees. America loves bees is what the I'm trying to say. Bees are dying and, <gasps> and yeah. white women are like, oh my God. We are very sad. I mean, we are very sad about bees. Oh, Wicker Man. Wicker Man has... <gasps> the bees, not the bees. The bees, yes. Yeah. That's why I'm like, add in. Throw in some yeah. gifts of Invasion of the Bee Girls, I think. Because there are some incredible incredibly weird shots honestly lots of weird handheld things happening so much weird filming i don't know which transfer you saw but some of them aren't great like they had a they had a warning like in like before it was like before they show a new episode of drag race and they're like by the way we yeah, know we we're know sorry. we're yeah. so sorry we didn't they they had this like pre uh script bump that that said this was the best transfer we could find you guys. I'm like, oh my god! Please forgive us. It's not. Good. That's so funny. We I love that. Love, a, I love, love an apology up top. Um, yes, you want to I, apologize out the gate. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I this watched, isn't a better movie. I'm sorry, we did do our best. It, it was weird. And what are you gonna do? Yeah, I saw the the one that was on Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. and I immediately was like. I love that, honestly, I really love the way that they did the credits because they would do like vignettes. They would do like vignette scenes and then showed yeah. you these like harsh red credits and they cut to something else and they're trying to be like, this is the world, sprinkle, this sprinkle. Is the world. Yeah, it's very establishing. I love, I love broken up credits that Me keep too. you invested. You, you see it, enough names going by and even the red gets to be like kind of boring. Yeah. These can't see red, by the way. <laughs> I think... 
Yeah, I think I remember, I grew up in DC, so I went to the zoo a lot. I think I remember reading that bees, because they can see UV light, like they can uh-huh. see a spectrum that humans can't, but mm-hmm. they had to give something up in order to get that ability, so they can't really see the color red, and I don't know if that's... Oh, but wow. It's one of those dumb facts that doesn't matter that has always fascinated me. <laughs> no, that matters to me because I feel like someone on the elementary school yard said to me that if you are wearing red, like, like it was like a bull, you know, like you, when you have like, if you were to matador or something, you have the red right. thing and then that, that attracts the bull, that that was the same with bees. Mm-hmm. But aren't bulls bees colorblind? Like That's what I'm saying. I think this is all <laughs> a conspiracy that we're... We are shaming red. It's big honey. Oh it's shit, it's honey. the honey nut Cheerio fuckers. That's what's happening. That is what's happening, I think. Oh my I don't god, know. I, I, I didn't know so that many about honey nut Cheerios. I have a huge box on top of my fridge. I'm yes. there. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, look, breakfast doesn't have to be complicated. No, no. Especially when it's at noon. Oh, these yeah, days. no. Oh, I'm, I'm eating, I love cereal as my last meal of the day. Love to sleep mm. on a belly of cereal. That's BFD, fun. breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner, that's yeah. me. That's me. The first time you do that as an adult, you're like, I am fucking nailing it. You're like, I kind of can do anything now. Do whatever I want. Ah, this is great. I love it. So, Invasion of the B-Girls. Yes. Um, would you call this a horror film? Um... Yes, I do think horrific things happen in it, so I will say it is a horror film. <laughs> Maybe not the was... ones that were intended. <laughs> yes, I did I did think I was going to get a lot more scared in general, and I wasn't. I thought yes. things were more funny and just seeing the way cis men and cis women, <laughs> the, those dynamics were really... Back in the day. Back in the day. It was, yeah, it was they were really... just like really present in this film, I feel. And they were so, like, they were leaning into it hard. They're like, you're going to know it's 1973. Exactly, exactly. If the hairstyles don't tell you, the treatment of women will. The treatment of women. Also, the the down there hairstyles, we saw, like, a lot of bush through underwear, which was very in style in the 70s. Also, but just, like, the way, like, the men were all, like, gathered and talking about the the one bee woman, bee girl, saying something about like how she was like an iceberg iceberg. yeah they were like she's so frigid and then as soon as the guy gets a chance to sleep with her he's like i'm getting to see what's underneath the iceberg i'm like what (laughs) he was jumping for the others yeah he was like the other six sevenths of her that's what i'm ready for i was like okay sir i that is wild that you think that a woman's showing you only a sixth of her body yeah (laughs) he's a scientist he is bad at fractions Oh, God. I, yes, I did also just love the general science talk and all the titles that the different characters had in terms of their jobs. Like, uh, I wrote down bacterial, bacteriological warfare. Warfare, yeah, what, and biometrics like, and all these words. I was like, excuse me, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but they were just like, put that word in, put that word in, that works, I this think. This might be a good time to mention the writer of the film uh, was Nicholas Meyer, who uh-huh. went on to direct... The second Star Trek movie, The Wrath of Khan. Oh um, my god. And he was an Academy Award nominated screenwriter himself. And this is, I think, <laughs> one of his first major credits. So um, you know what? <laughs> For him it was the opposite. It wasn't the sophomore slump. Yeah. Like his second movie was the really great, yeah. you know. 
he had to he had to get out this was his first pancake movie we're just like yeah just put it out there we'll see what happens the next one's gonna be very his good. first pancake movie you know they say with when you're making pancakes the first pancake you you kind of throw it away because you're testing how hot the griddle is sometimes oh, they turn out wonky so that's his first pancake movie i'm i'm uh, copywriting this crazy phrase that i i love a first pancake movie yeah first pancake movie <laughs> I love a Sam Pancake movie. Whenever he shows up in a film, oh yeah, I like that as well. <laughs> He's quite funny. <laughs> what do you think of the music though during that credits and the motif of the women going bazoo? I that just so incredible and campy, and I think also just set the tone of I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And it was a tone setter. People, it was a tone setter. It why don't more setter, people do yeah. that? Have people just make the sounds, or even like the in the first scene, the way they sort of like hinted that something bad was happening and it was bee related by this guy saying like I don't know the TV was on, but after like the TV was on very late. They're making this sound. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, like a bee, and I'm like, yeah, I've seen the title of the movie. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what it was. I was like, we we the audience already know what's happening. We're privy to this information. Love the way it's being painted for us. They really do yes. paint that picture of how the men are dying. Uh, some plot info if you haven't seen this movie. Men start to turn up dead in a small California town called Peckham. And mm. it's immediately apparent that they are uh, being fucked to death, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they have heart attacks or something. Basically overexertion in the act of... In the act of sex, and uh, we got to find out what's killing these men during sex. And the title has, you know, a couple of like real clever clues hidden in there that you might use to figure out why these men are being fucked to death. But what I want to know is, how did the coroner know he was fucked to death? Yes. Okay. This is a very, very good point where I out loud was saying, but how do they know that? How do they know that that's what it was that it was like because at one point someone asked if another guy was had an erection yeah when he died the guy was like like and he was like you better believe it i was like what no that goes away (laughs) yeah it's like like even rigor mortis like ends at some point yeah and it's not like the 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 peanut it's not like rigor mortis gives wait does rigor mortis give people massive erections do they have to wait for that to go down before the funeral can happen? I want to say probably. I watched only a couple episodes of Six Feet Under, so I really can't answer scientifically, but I'm going to say maybe. I bet the coffin lids didn't fit on any of these guys who died in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely The bottom not. half they of the coffin let, lid. Yeah, I mean. They had to let no, them No, it's two chill. parts. Yeah. Yeah, the two parts. There's two door. It's a, almost like a French door on the coffin lid. Yeah. I, never, I never knew that um, coffins had those, like, doors in the middle where you could half open it up because I'm I was raised Jewish and I have uh, never yeah, been to an open casket we don't mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. those yes, yes we don't cremate either but yeah I I hadn't I hadn't been to an open casket until much much later in life yes I also I think I didn't in general see that and uh I could have gone longer <laughs> tbh you know I watch a lot of horror movies yeah. but no you know what I'm the same <laughs> I don't yeah, I think it's, I think there's probably something, this is really going, this is not related to anything other than thinking, people probably just need to see someone 
be like, oh, that really is not them. They're not there anymore. Goodbye. Yes. That was very, what? yeah, that was helpful because it was like, that's just a body. Like the, the, it's the vessel that held a person yes. and that person's gone and you have to, you know, kind of separate the two things. Yeah. And but it's just difficult when, you know, the corpse is being viewed. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, no, I, I probably wouldn't do well with that, but, you know. I would want who, to have who one. Who is supposed to? I would want to have one. I would want to have a, a an open casket funeral, but I would want people to write down their worst or their best, like, two sentence bits and just throw uh-huh. them in the in the casket with me so that in case I am not really dead and wake up, yeah, I'll have stuff to read until I suffocate. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, you want so, you want some good things to enjoy yourself with. Yeah, I also if my um, funeral does not turn into a performance or open mic. I don't know what I was doing all of this. So for, disappointed. You know? Yeah. yeah don't worry. I'll, you know, I, I will definitely die first. But if 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 something yeah, weird I happens also, in the cosmos, here's the thing: I'll I could sure die first. Happens. And I, all I, this is this is my putting it out there that people need to make sure it is a show. There needs. Yeah, I just want it to be a show. I have but too many talented to friends. Please. I've already I've already Go selected off. the stage manager for my funeral. <laughs> yeah, I will be sending um, my my list the ke- or the set list of what of who will be performing and what. So, <laughs> oh man, do you see that uh, Doug Stanhope got bumped at Lita's funeral the other day? <laughs> who was the uh, and his credits are headlined Lita Darmian's funeral. Ooh, Can't wait for that. Can't. That wait. was a viral. That was a viral video for five seconds before people canceled <laughs> it for being too dark. Yes, very, very dark, and that is where I went. <laughs> I mean, I also um, did love the the way the dead bodies looked in chalky. in this film. In, immediately blue chalky. Just I don't is that is that what it's like? Does it happen so quickly? They go they go blue. You know, I just don't think that uh, much like they did with people of color. They didn't know how to light corpses because they had oh, nobody. Yeah. They had nobody with that corpsey skin tone. Because, um, yeah, cause, you know, there was Ro- just like Robert Pattinson oh and Alexander Skarsgård hadn't been mm-hmm. invented yet, so they're hot. They'll forgive me for making fun of them. No, it's fine. They'll be fine. They have played enough uh, hot dead men and just alive. Dead very men. pale. Um, very pale. I meant hot alive men. Very hot. Very pale. Yeah, I I just think what was really shocking was like these men were they would be dead not shocking. It was just funny to see them dead with their eyes open, their mouth open. But you could see like, just like a little bit of like skin tone around their eyes still. Mm. And then it was like all blue. And I was like, you just look like you got dressed up for a party and were shocked to death. I'm dressing up as a Smurf that's not trying very hard. <laughs> not, not trying very hard and just kind of gave up and laid there. Oh, another, another thing that I was wondering about at the beginning of this movie was um, the reason that rugged McHandsome jaw, mm, um, yeah. the State Department guy, comes in to d- investigate is because there's a like a very secretive government research facility in this tiny town. Mm-hmm. Why do they put all the government research facilities in these tiny, tiny towns where nobody, like, <laughs> everybody knows each other's business. The scientists who live in these towns know each other's business. Yeah, it was like a college researchy town. Everyone was very, very involved. And also he said something at the beginning about being like, they gave me an easy case because I just got back from whatever. He Fallujah or from. whatever. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He came, and he was just like, it should be an easy one. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, you have no idea, sir. Yeah, you, you better get ready. 
check that at the door because yeah. the first person you're going to meet is sarcastic lady scientist, Dr. Julie Zorn. Yes, Julie. I love Julie. As Those... soon as she said, yep, I took my boss home and we balled all night. I'm like, tell him off, Julie. I literally wrote down, yeah, we balled and we balled and we balled until he dropped dead. I dead. Was, oh. was like, incredible line. That was an incredible read, incredible line. Move. I love that so much. She's like, yeah, I'll admit it. This is what happened. Also with the aviator glasses, I was very much for. Yes. And when she took her glasses off to indicate that she was serious because nothing says I'm serious. Like I can't even see your facial yeah. features anymore. It really underlines like I'm willing to not be able to see to remind you, not only am I serious, I'm very hot still. I'm so my glasses. hot. Look at me. You're glasses You're off, welcome. glasses on. Yeah. It yeah. disappointed me a little that she jumped into bed with him but like hey she was attracted to him and she wanted to and this is a very um i want to say that there is a lot of sex positivity in this movie it's yeah. it's backwards sometimes but like it is it is she's like i i mean she introduces the scientists and like <laughs> they're just like regular people they play all these horny sex games and have orgies all yes. the time i'm like wait what <laughs> Yes, yes, they really, they really skimmed over that, but I did like that they were just sort of like, it is still the 70s, we kind of love the free love vibe of everything. Yes, very much sexual revolution, like post-sexual revolution. Yes. Um, before they like put the, you know, kibosh on that with yeah. the conservative 80s. Every time I watch an 80s movie, I'm like, oh God, the 80s were just, every straight man was just so scared of being seen as not straight that they had to, Oh, yeah. destroy any of the like it was wild and, and also just so many 80s movies especially like the teen ones that I watched were just about getting laid like it was Always. just that was like so huge it was a huge coming of age arc was about getting laid and then it's just funny because you see something from the decade prior where it's just sort of like yeah we're all fucking each other it's fine this is what we do <laughs> right and yeah. and in slashers it's such a trope that if you have sex you die it's the it's the virgin yeah. trope and that's been dissected yeah. so much um yeah. which is why i wanted to do something else that I, even though yeah. i love a slasher are we you, love you a slasher. are you a fan of slashers you said you were new to horror yeah i just started watching more horror things and i was wa i'm definitely was watching more i took like okay i took a class in college here ready for my brag i took an yes. alfred hitchcock class in college you certainly um, did. Where you, like yeah, um, and I don't know, like, for me, like, that stuff I could get more into. I think the things, slasher I'm cool with, I think what scares me is, like, any sort of, like, real murderer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not good with, like, truly, like, murder podcasts. I get very, very this, much scared yeah. to see all that stuff. So, so you don't gravitate towards any real crime horror movies, anything where mm -hmm. it's, like, this is this really happened. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm, a, I'm just, a, I'm a little baby. I'm a tiny, <laughs> tiny baby and I can't deal with it. And, and oftentimes yeah. those things are- I did watch- um... Sorry? Oh, sorry. You, you, want, you, go, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre says, based on a true story, but uh -huh. it's only based on like this one guy who cut off somebody's face and then they just wrote a script around that. Like the, the based on a true story uh -huh. thing is so often a selling point but mm -hmm. but I know what you mean, like, more these days, like, people want, or people are watching, like, the real Zodiac Killer and yes, watching yes, movies yes. about that. 
Yes. I did like the Zodiac Killer, though. But, um, yeah. But, but I think maybe Slasher is fun. I think it's fun. I like I like the I like when it veers to campy where you're sort of like this is not so. <laughs> this is yeah. not so, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm into it. Um, yeah. You had said you were watching something. Oh no no no! I was just I was just going into how I'm so scared of things that when I listened to Serial season one, mm-hmm. I was like super paranoid just walking around the city being like someone's going to murder me right under my nose. <laughs> like that's where my brain goes. So oh, that's why I can't do real crime. Yeah. yeah, it's scary out there. There's enough mm-hmm. scary shit out there that, that I like to sometimes escape into more supernatural horrors, but yes, yes. I watch everything. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'll get there someday. I'll <laughs> you don't, it's fine. I'm, ne- I'm never yeah. going to be one of those horror gatekeepers. It's like, if you don't like the real stuff, like if you haven't watched yeah. like the fucking cannibal films of the 70s, you're not a real uh, horror fan. I'll, I'll never, I'll never yeah. sound like that. Weird, yeah dude i like that though real cannibal maybe <laughs> uh you know the cannibal movies are wild i think that might be my next choice i watched a a very very gruesome one the the problem i have with the cannibal movies uh-huh. and it's talked about ad nauseum within the horror community is that some of them contain actual footage of animal cruelty like oh. all the all the human gore is fake but mm. these italian directors would film sometimes it was natural like a snake eating an animal but okay. sometimes they would actually fucking kill animals yeah. and yeah. so these movies are out there and it's like yeah i i don't think every horror fan needs to watch this i don't know no 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 i agree i get that i think that's that it's uh, very much something <laughs> that can be avoided yeah especially because okay. people don't like when fictional animals die Oh yeah, no. I, I think people there's animals are a big a big no no zone. Yeah. Does yeah. the dog die dot com is very helpful. Oh really? Oh yeah, I, it's a I website. Didn't know that was a website. It's a website. It actually started as just for like scenes of animal cruelty for people who are like don't want to see that today. Yeah. But now it's like a a whole like trigger database where you can look at you know wow. things that happen in the movie. Like if you if there's really something you want to avoid and you're not sure. You mm. can go on uh, doesesthedogdie.com and there. Oh my gosh. I love, I'm writing that down because sometimes you need <laughs> to know if a dog dies. You do. Uh, when I saw that trailer, it was, ugh, remember movies? Um, It was so yeah. long ago, but it was this Kate Winslet and Idris Elba movie. And they get, they crash land on a snowy mountain <laughs> and there's a yeah. dog with them. And uh-huh. the dog isn't in every scene in the trailer. And I'm like, that movie. I will be skipping. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's you good. Know you know they're going to kill that dog. That dog. That, I know it's going to be a huge moment for them to lose that yeah. dog. Oh. That movie. Yeah, they're either going to kill the dog or they're going to kill one of Kate Winslet or Idris Elba. And honestly, yeah. I can't deal with either of those. I don't. Yeah, I don't like any of those odds too much. None All of those that's options. too much. Okay. Not for me. So segueing horribly and awkwardly back to this movie. Yes. Um. Yeah, who's fucking in charge of this research facility? What's going on there? Oh, they just let everybody do their experiments? And everyone just comes in? I don't know. I thought it was, that was wild to me. You see the lounge the scientists drink <laughs> in yes. more often than you see the laboratories where they do science. Oh, yeah, forever, for sure. Whoever like got, had the set decorations, they're just sort of like, we could have them hang have out, this, like a teacher's um, lounge. This restaurant. But I don't really know what's in a research lab, so we're not going to yeah. do that. 
yeah, we have this restaurant. We have it for four days. We can get rid of all the exposition scenes. We gotta, gotta <laughs> just use, and we can get a great rate. I, I know Sal. He's a good friend. Yeah, we'll be fine. We're just, we're just gonna do this. I did. I loved the um, doc, the the doctor that gave in to the hot woman. Truly, don't know their names. Um, I had to write the them down. Like, yeah, the guy that looks like uh, I, t- I called him Stanley from Sex and the City. That's who he looked like to me. Uh, and he had a huge red tie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, uh, Sex and the City. That's that's my genre. <laughs> no worries. But um, the guy with like the the red tie that later went and fu- uh, fucked the bee woman. <gasps> yes. When they had yes. the, when they had the, the actual like scientist lady, like yes, the iceberg, yes. so to speak. Yes, the iceberg. Yes. That's yeah. What I was he about. was so a he, smarmy little bastard. <laughs> Oh my God, no, he was horrible. And when he was like on the phone with his wife being like, no, I just have to work late. I was like, you fucking suck, dude. But I loved the scene with the two of them in the lounge area where she's just putting a million sugars in her drink. And also the, the Pepsi placement in the movie, incredible. Love it. Products everywhere. We love to see it. Yeah, she's she's putting away that sugar. I was like writing down like the the um, aspects of a b-girl like what is because she's trying yes. to make more of herself she's trying to like make b-girls a thing yeah and she's, she's an doing, influencer she's doing yeah. a good job I mean she's 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 really making a lot of weird women in sunglasses yeah. and they're all addicted to sugar they're yes. cold and distant towards straight men mm-hmm. they never fuck in their own homes oh yeah um so you know that's very uh that's very queer culture to me <laughs> I think so too. Also, like the just like the round, round Coke bottle glasses that are like too high on your face. Never take off their sunglasses, even never indoors. take them off. Never, they, ever. They have these wild animal and bondage kinks. Yes. They like being covered in like the goo that hardens. The, and I'm like, yeah, these, are, these are some faster. queers. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I kind of was like, I was like, was, all of this, don't know why it's happening. Very fun. Very fun. <laughs> um, but there is an actual gay guy in this movie. Oh my goodness, representation. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I loved him. Which I mean, is, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was barely there. But uh, you know, scraps scraps at the table in nineteen seventy-three, even having Absolutely. a gay character. Yes. You know, not to mention every single person in this movie was white. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's yes. a it's a pale movie. Um, yes, it is. But I loved Dr. Murger. I remember yes. him because yes. Dr. Murger was wonderful. I love how um, he's like the sex researcher and he's very matter of fact about the whole thing. Like when they have the um, wild, wild city hall moment. Oh my God. I loved the city hall moment. Yes. That guy was... that stands up and is like, what are we supposed to do at night? Like, oh my God, what? Yeah. When they're like, you know, oh, also the presence of quarantine in this film was. I was, they talked about military quarantine. I was just like, it's everywhere. But I did love in the city hall scene when that one gentleman, after they announced like, there's going to be a curfew, you know, don't go out. And he was like, if I'm not allowed to ball my old lady, what am I supposed to do? What am am I supposed to do with my penis? Like, where am I going to put it? It Yes, this was an affront to um, cishet, straight white man in this film we're just like you know yes. have sex and, and immediately he dies he literally leaves the town hall meeting and gets his pants around his ankles mm-hmm. and and he gets fucked to death immediately and so you know he got his wish yeah he asked for it and he got it it was delivered can't complain, can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> 
just I, I keep laughing because I'm thinking of the idea of this scientist, Dr. Merger, who is gay, so the B women can't seduce him with their mm-hmm. beauty, with their looks, with their big old titties. And yeah. and so the only other option is to hit him with a car. That was I They don't try to poison loud. him. They just mow him down. It's I'm yeah. like, okay, these bitches are drama. No, I hit, I saw that move and I, I saw that move happen, like the the car hitting, and I said, "Well, that's new," because I was like, "That's not how any other character is dying right now. Everyone else is having right, sex." Yes. Just sort of like, "Bye, we're gonna hit you." It's like, "Oh shit." Oh yeah, I did. I did bury the lead. I hope people watch this movie before they listen to this. Or, oh, you gotta watch the film. Yeah, Sorry, they we'll hit, say it at the top. They mow him down, and they're like, "That is kind of weird." But then, um, handsome face. Uh, yes. McRaspy voice, whatever yeah. his name is, <laughs> goes into the apartment and meets the gay lover and is like, ah, he couldn't make it. And he's very non-judgmental, even though yeah, it's the seventies and everyone was kind of like, ooh, gays. Yeah, yeah. He did ask. He's like, could he ever make it with a woman? The guy was like, no. And I was like, got it. I get what's got happening. It. That's why they had to run him over. Yeah. Oh no, the one queer character is gone. No, um, <laughs> I know. Sad. Uh, that's always been a, that's only recently become a trope. Have you heard of the barrier queers trope where if they introduce no. a queer character, they're like, well, they're going to kill him off before the end of the season? Oh no. I didn't know that. Damn. It, I mean, it, it was because it happened like a, a spate of times and like mm-hmm. it, it just happened in a chronologically put together time that people were like oh this is a trope now I'm seeing gay people on tv and they're dying and I'm like but you see it you see people on tv dying all the time yeah you don't have to do this you don't have to kill off these characters (laughs) yes but then it kept like coming up and it was finally like you need to stop killing gay people it's becoming a trope in general please stop killing gay people thank you I hope that that poor young man is is able to find love again now that his sex researcher husband has been mowed down by oversexualized bee women i think i i believe i believe in that for him in second love coming back hell yeah <laughs> um what else did you witness in this movie that made you go oh wow i think in general i was really especially even watching the trailer i was really uh shocked at the amount of uh, bare breasts in this film i know this is a horror thing like i do get that but i was like wow they just like it wasn't even like it wasn't like a dash of pepper that you're like oh this no. came out when i tried this dish it was like all over more boobs all the time and i was like damn the 70s i see really you. you could tell it was a movie written and directed by straight men because within the first 15 minutes you saw a you saw a woman's breast and panties before her face came out yes. of shadow i was like yeah. they literally introduced this woman's boobs before they introduced her uh wild all the time the there's one of my not a spoiler alert, but one of my favorite shots that happened was the woman on the motorcycle, getting off the motorcycle, fully naked, except for her, uh, she had these knee-high white pleather boots and these giant glasses, because this is what the women, the girls, the B-girls wear. But I was like, wow, this is someone's fantasy. This right here, I'm that, just seeing that happen. How can you ride a motorcycle <laughs> naked? You would destroy <laughs> your genitals. That's insane. I know. Also, I was like, girl, you, know how you are. That is? Girl, are you about to have like full sex on this like dry ass hill because you got freckles and you are going to get burnt? 
Okay, burns, this is... And you're going to get all sorts of... Splinters, bugs. Splinters and, and yeah. grass in your crevices. Like yeah, the... Put a, put a blanket down. I mean, okay, you know, whatever. Do whatever you want as yeah, long yeah. as you're not hurting anybody. But it's never appealed to me like sex on a beach, sex mm -mm. surrounded by grass. Even if you put, like, fabric down... I don't yeah, you're still see the outside. Appeal. Creatures, creatures fly. I'm not into. No, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's what I was saying about they they don't fuck in their own home. Um, they oh, say yeah. something about they give you a lot of info about bees in this movie. They do probably more than you get in Bee Movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> that the queen has to leave the hive to mate. She only mates when she flies, and I'm like, oh, yeah. she can't host. Wow, wow. It's <laughs> a new it's a new thing. She can't host. She can't host. <laughs> She's a bottom who can't drive. Wow. <laughs> drag her. Drag the queen bee. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is this movie. And and she is sending women out to yeah. fuck men to death and get rid of the men. And then the women, these men's wives, she's converting them in a very sexual ritual. Oh, yes. That that whole saga, the way she like I was just fascinated. I was like, what is it is wordless and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. The, the incredible soundtrack yes yes by charles bernstein no relation <laughs> to leonard um i think so he's a, an academy award nominated composer too this is in, the way that the way that this is unfolding for me about <laughs> learning how, all the other accolades of these people he, maybe he i need be, to rewatch it i might it. get corrected by an um, angry fan Ooh, a fan oh <laughs> i love a fan though thank you for being angry um thank you for being angry and being a fan i love you <laughs> yes that whole scene reminded me of in Rocky Horror Picture Show, when they're in the lab, it was like the yes, same lab, the same show. sunglasses. It's just like very similar vibes of just like onlookers and like something happening to. Yeah, those person. movies came out within a year of each other. So, <gasps> oh my um, gosh, this one yes, came out right. later. He, he, the directors might have seen that movie and went, "Oh, well, oh, we like okay, this. we can get we, we we can get a little gay. We'll we won't get we'll we'll put yeah. we'll, we'll make it mostly boobies, but you know we can make it a little gay." <laughs> So many boobies. Nobody's gonna think that we're not straight because <laughs> I'm a man making this. Yeah, absolutely. So many, and yeah, and the the amount of breasts that are like when the whole lab is spoiler alert. The lab yeah. is destroyed. Oh no! Okay. In in every mm -hmm. science fiction movie, a lab is destroyed. But all the women are running around, and it. the poor lead woman, Doctor Harris, is looking around like, oh, my my lesbian <laughs> paradise no it was so clean look at this now it was it's so over. clean oh that <laughs> was so probably clean. the worst part was how dirty it was getting <laughs> got really messy just saying but i guess i guess they weren't really lesbians they were fucking men but they were fucking them to death so were they yeah. bi were they maybe it was a new sexuality altogether they were i do bisexual. think so it did seem like it was just I'm just surprised this is not more of like a a lesbian cult favorite because there could be an underlying storyline of like <sighs> pro women for women because in general yes they were fucking men but they were fucking them to kill them yes and get rid of them this is their work they're yeah. straight for pay the pay is killing men and then they go home and yeah they... it's like yeah it's their job it's like a, it's like it's a gay job. porn star who goes home to his wife and and uh, into you know their studio apartment and is like yeah yeah I fucked two dudes today and she's like wow yeah. busy day at work um, yeah and she's like thank you for bringing home the money yeah and i'm sure like, she works too you know? i 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those porn stars, they don't get paid nearly enough. No, poor things. Sorry, Most people know. are still getting it for free. You hear me, Pornhub? You, you <laughs> start paying people like YouTube. Do- Wait, do they? Sometimes. If, they get, if you have uh, ads, you're getting paid. Okay, I'm really lost. I don't know anything about the sex work, like the business part <laughs> of it. Oh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need to take a class on like the business of sex work. More. I'm sure it's fascinating. It probably but pay is. pay your people. Yeah. Yeah, pay your, pay your people. Even the, even the porno people. Especially the porno Especially people. Especially the porno people. Yeah. They sex work is keep... real work, okay? That's yeah, what they that... gotta keep everything looking fine. Like, at yeah. least Chris Hemsworth can keep one-sixth of his body looking like whatever mm-hmm. the fuck he wants it to look like that's true porn stars have to make sure that every single muscle in it's is all camera ready oh, god yeah i can't imagine conditions to have to do that good for y'all good for y'all but you know the ladies in this movie wow wow most wow. of them um believe it or not most of them started out as um models some oh. of them nude models yes oh, very wow. surprising i know mm. <laughs> That a lot of them started out in nude modeling. One of them uh, was a Playboy Playmate, okay, the one who played all... Julie. Yeah, absolutely. That for sure tracks. Yeah. They were just, I was just like, yep, this looks like a 70s magazine. <laughs> Most of the film, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love, I love an old magazine when you see like <laughs> the advertisements for the cigarettes being yes. like, if you don't smoke, you're gay. <laughs> you they could just put, say you that. Gotta put at it. They could, they could say whatever they wanted at that point. Oof. Before Was that before they even had the warnings? That, cause, oh, yeah. Because eventually they have to put the warnings in a big white box. Mm-hmm. Even on the magazine ads that are like, yeah, this will kill you. And people are like, yeah. yeah it, used but... to, it used to be very small if it, if it was there at all. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Did everyone light up in this movie? No, they were scientists. They knew better. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> Although they're very strange scientists. Oh, yeah. Very... Real strange group. Very weird. But, you know, in general, loved all the fashion in this film, all the <gasps> hairstyles. Truly. It was just really... I thought it was love very it. fun. I love that I, uh, the uh, doctor, Dr. Zorn, was being catcalled at a murder scene because straight men never cease. They truly oh, never God. cease. Yeah. They that... must be the most at all times, even at crime scenes. The worst. I hate it. I did hate that scene for sure. I was like, this sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, because they had this, like, arbitrary assault scene right after yes. that so that handsome McFrecklepatch could come in and... Be a hero. Be a hero and save her. And did they sleep together before that happened or after? They started kissing before it happened. They I think did. after it happened. They did. So at I least... At least it wasn't, like, a hero complex. At least she was, like... On, on the train to Bonertown before all that happened. Yeah. It would have been weird if he like just true. said, you have value to me as a woman, so I'm going to protect you from these asshole guys. Yeah. And immediately she's like, thank you. I will reward you with my vagina. Thank you. You're so welcome. Here I am fully for you. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Also, it was like, also the person she was just fucking just died. We're right. doing Wait. this right now? Did she, was she having sex with the, the doctor? Or was she joking? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I thought she was. When she said we bald and we bald, I thought she was doing a bit, but you're right. Honestly, she's a incredible bit. If she did it. <laughs> right. She should she should really go for okay. it. <laughs> she should Maybe yeah, maybe she did. Tear up the maybe open mic didn't. circuit. Really, yeah. she should. Um <laughs> they actually like went into the the home life of some of these characters. Like one of the <gasps> yes. scientists 
was sexually unsatisfied with his wife and that comes into play later because normally they take the wives of the murdered men and convert them into Mm b-girls but this time they had to you know they're getting creative like they've already run over the dude with a car so they're like we got to change our outreach because yes you know we can't keep doing the same old same old people are catching on yes (laughs) so they get his wife who I I liked that woman. I thought she was. I love that woman. A hoot. <laughs> the way I don't know. There's something very in like the the first scene where we we meet her and she's like putting on just the most lotion on her face with her hands. True. Very much like a little like a little like fly that like rubs their little handies together, whatever they're called. Um, but there's something very like insecty, like touching yourself with this thing. I don't know. And she like was said that like before I, she. Was that before she was converted that she was rubbing yes. the lotion? Okay. Yeah. she Because this was like when news was coming out about like, you can't, don't have sex. This is killing people. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, because they weren't having sex, she was like, I would have sex with you if it would kill you. And that was like a little, that was like a little like uh, dr- egg egg drop thing. Egg drop? You know what I'm trying to say. Mic Easter egg. <laughs> a mic drop. drop. I, think, I think you were trying to say mic drop an Easter egg and you were just dropping a Easter mic egg. on those for me, eggs. Honestly, for me, that was an egg drop soup and I really? loved it. It was delicious is what you mean. Delicious is what I mean. No, that is a delicious bit. She really like nailed him with that one. Yeah, she's like, like, the fact that he didn't have like a huge boner right after that, like, because, because, because I, I always look for a sense of humor. Like having oh, a sense yeah. of humor is, is a big, I mean, you hang out Huge. with, you hang out with comics all the time. You eventually long to actually have a sense of humor again. So I try every day, every day I try for this. Yes. So when you meet people who are genuinely enjoy <laughs> laughing and enjoy just shooting the shit, it is wonderful. I agree. Yeah. It's so fun. <sighs> but yes, I did love seeing her uh, transition then to where she ended up him speaking of speaking of comedy you're very funny you're very an absolutely <gasps> oh wonderful comic and oh my gosh thank you i'm segueing into the wrap-up is what i'm doing oh so no I'm gonna, i loved I'm it i'm gonna gas you so up nice. a little oh geez <laughs> um you're fantastic thank you so much for doing this with me oh my there, god josh thank you thank you is there anything else about this movie that hasn't been brought up any lingering feelings no i um I wrote notes about things I wanted to hit and I think we hit them all. Um, I just loved it. I thought it was really fun. Also, Josh, you are so incredible. Thank you so much for just having this and inviting me to do this. It was so much fun to get to watch a fun movie and then get to talk about it and laugh. It was great. So thank you. Absolutely. I, I, we have to do something to keep each other laughing. And I think so. And these zoom standup comedy shows are are a great place to see each other, but Mm -hmm. they're just, you know, they're not the same. Sometimes you got to have a conversation and laugh with someone. You know what? Yeah. Just literally talking to other people. And even if it is for hashtag Cantian. Cantian. We love Cantian. Okay. Cantian. Everything mm-hmm. canton. Um, so I know you uh, don't leave your house anymore, but where That's can people true. find you online? Okay, online. I think probably best would be my Instagram, which is at Lida Pita, L I D A P I D A. I think that's if I do anything funny or performance related, I talk about there. it there. So okay, that gotcha. is where I would kind of scooch people to look at. I've been I've been getting more into Twitter lately, okay. and I think it's 
um, garbage, but <laughs> um, you're also I on also Twitter? Have to, I am on Twitter as well, uh, a little, and I've been tweeting more because I'm on my phone yeah, all the time. Um, it's, and my, my, I should make it the same as my Instagram, but for now it's not. It's Lida, so it's L-E-E-D-U-H, the way you would pronounce it, but not how you spell it. Ooh, that's, that's a good find. trick. You mm-hmm. get them, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you can totally change it to Lita Pita, but you're going to get a lot of Lida Pitas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people get confused. A lot of people think my name is Linda. It's not. Uh, it's Lida. So no. I, no. I almost said no D. I'm like, no N. <laughs> I can't no. spell. <laughs> no I've D. I've forgotten how to spell. <laughs> this quarantine, we are remembering D. We remember the D, but for this, We no fondly <laughs> remember the D. We fondly remember the D in quarantine. Past. Oh, God. Yeah. I hope someone comes out with an in-memoriam of all the dick that they had. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> all the DMs you get, that's just a slideshow. Be like, things oh. that could have been this year. Oh, that would have, that will be, that would be so funny when that, when we'll that happens. We'll make we'll it. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as any, anything else you want to promote? That's truly it. That's all I've got right now, but who knows? Perfect. Maybe yes. you'll see me around. <laughs> who knows? Who yeah. ab- and uh, thank you once again. You can find me on, uh, uh, sorry, I, I, I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to end these things. It's you know? okay. Those are, they're always crazy. You can find me. That's, that's it. I got to tell them how to find me because gotta I do that for every episode. But, you know, people, people are dumb. They forget things mm-hmm. <laughs> like spelling. Um, <laughs> you can find Jesus. You can find me online at Joshua Simon Says on Instagram and Twitter. Venmo, mm-hmm. Venmo Josh all the time. Just Venmo. Oh my God. Yeah. You can totally send me money. Um, jo- <laughs> Just, I think I'm Joshua Simon one on Venmo. I was I'm Lita Darmian on Venmo. Venmo me. <laughs> you were the first wild. Hell yeah. Wild. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, there, there truly is only one Lita Darmian. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is. And thank you once again. And until the next uh, sexy beekeeping ritual. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess we should just say bye to the fans. We should bye say fans. bye. Bye, fans. Bye, fans. Bye. <laughs> Is that the sound of a fan or bees? It's really hard to tell. We're never going to be able to know. We're, we'll never know. Whatever. Bye, fans. Bye.